What's up, everybody? Welcome back for episode 38 of The Cut. I am your host, Christian Williams. I am here with Randy Hall. Randy, how you doing? I am uh, doing pretty good. Don't work tonight, so I'm super happy about that. Okay, hey, that's good news, dude. Of course. And I only have one more freaking discussion board to do this semester. Don't know why I have to do that. Just saying. You're probably <laughs> reviewing the class, right? It's probably something like that. I had to do one this morning after I got off work. Had I stayed up till 9 a.m. I got off at 6, by the way. Uh, <laughs> doing that, and it was literally just, we had to summarize our paper in like four paragraphs. And then comment on other people's papers. That wrote That's about really- the same things we did. I I just hate school so much. I, <laughs> I don't <Hey>. understand <laughs> what all this is. Hey, dude, you're almost done. Almost. It'll be, it'll be over soon. Don't go back for your master's. It's fucking I'm, I'm garbage. I'm not. You've, you've complained way too much for me a while ago. Yes, accurate. Um, so before we talk for 20 minutes about this, uh, thank you guys for joining us. If you guys want to support the podcast, you can shoot us an email. Officialcutpod at gmail.com is our email. You can also ask us questions on there. Uh, we are always available. Also, make sure you follow, like, and share us at the Cut FFL on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we do have a website, officialcutpod.wordpress.com. Check that out. We've got our consensus rankings up. Uh, we have Nathan Joyce. He's, he's written three articles this week uh, regarding DFS plays. Uh, and and some pricing analysis so uh, check that out and make sure you guys subscribe and if you leave us a review randy will bring his beautiful voice monday night and he will read that review so go review don't base it off of this episode listen to the one before (laughs) (laughs) listen to the professional Uh, ones not not the ones where it's just me and christian yeah, drinking on a Saturday night. Yeah, um, it's a Friday night first. Up. Well, I guess it's Saturday morning now. You alcohol. Yeah. I mean, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is a Friday night. Dude, it's been a long week. You I had told me, man. <laughs> Let me tell my Santa Claus story really quick. Um, super off topic. Not, not a fantasy football thing at all. But uh, I work for a county that does calls from Santa. And I wanted to help my, my buddy out because he needed some volunteers. And... I was told that I was just going to be managing volunteers. I was going to help him with like setup and stuff. And instead he made me act like Santa Claus. I had to be one of the Santas. And the first call I made, I had a little girl tell me that she wanted me to bring her dead grandparents back from the grave because I was Santa Claus. Uh, What the hell, dude? dude, What do you say? I... (laughs) It's that is such an awful situation. Also, by the way, where would you be bringing them back from besides the grave? But whatever. Uh, <laughs> Maybe they're in an urn. I don't know. <laughs> wow, sick burn, uh, bro. I mean, okay, that was in bad taste. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I am. Very, like, I, I wanted to be like, yes, I would love to bring your grandparents back, but also I can't because I'm not even fucking Santa Claus. But I couldn't <laughs> obviously say that. Uh, so I just sat there. And Dude, I, the dad. I feel so bad for that. I'm not sure how uh, anyone would react in that situation. Like, <laughs> me being yes. way too, I'm way too sarcastic of a person, so I don't trust what I would say in that situation. Because I would yeah. just panic and be like, oh, oh, oh okay. Uh. Oh, I panicked, man. <laughs> not I just real. Had... Hang up. <laughs> just, just run away. Just sprint from the phone. 
Well, uh, that was the first call I made. I fully expected it to be the last call, but I got put on some more. Uh, they went a little better, but uh, fuck that program. Uh, <laughs> shout out, Seth. Uh, if you run that next year, I'm not doing it. Fuck that. Uh, excuse my French on this episode. Um, all right, let's get into it. This is our DFS episode. <laughs> um, Why do these intros for what's just us go so off the rail? Like, yeah, I don't know, man. But they're funny and interesting, and uh, I hope you guys like them. And if not, tell us to fuck off on our Twitter or our email, officialcutpod at gmail.com. Um, okay, let's <laughs> let's get into it. Uh, this is our DFS pod. We go through and make a GPP uh, DraftKings lineup. Uh, we have had a very little success this year, but we've talked about all the right guys. We always pivot in the middle of the episode. Uh, you'll, I'm sure, hear that today. We have some guys picked out that we'd like to place in this lineup. I'm sure they won't end up in the final lineup because that's how we roll here. Um, so let's get into it. Let's look at some quarterbacks for the week. I know that Jameis Winston is my quarterback one this week. So uh, it, it is confirmed that Jameis is starting this weekend. Randy, what do you think of Jameis? I mean... I hope he does really good. I'm relying on him in one league for sure in the playoffs, so I really need a good performance. But I, I don't know, man. I for for DFS purposes, I think he's a good play, but he's definitely higher priced, and so is his stack with Godwin. Definitely the highest price of any of them. Um, I do love him this week, though. I just think for DFS, we may want to pivot. Um, I. Love Tannehill this week. <laughs> he was my star of the week. Uh, obviously, yeah. he he's jumped in price for good reason, but he's keeps keeps performing, and he really only has one target to go to, so it's kind of easy to pick to pick his stack. Yeah, I mean, I I think that his his two and a half times value would be sixteen and a quarter of a point, sixteen point two five. That is almost a guaranteed against the Houston secondary. They're trash. Uh, they have acquired a bunch of players and haven't gotten better. Um, so I am I am 100% down to put Tannehill in all of my lineups this week. Um, obviously, diversify. Don't do that. <laughs> One guy I do want to talk about, though, is uh, our boy Baker Mayfield. He's valued at 6400 this week. He's very, very lightly owned. He's going against the 32nd ranked defense against quarterbacks. I mean, everything's lining up for Baker, and he's really not an expensive option. We have him listed as a, a mid-tier guy. Yeah, and people are off him because he didn't have a fantastic week last week. And the Bengals have actually put up some decent performances against quarterbacks of late. Uh, obviously, I don't think it's to the greatest quarterbacks or the greatest teams of that night uh, with weapon-wise, but still, I mean. I'm fine playing Baker, especially paired him with Jarvis. I know you discussed Odell. I think that's a little bit more volatile. I'm not sure he even has more upside anymore. So it's kind of one of the things where I'd rather take the safe player that's not that high of ownership anyways. I um, think the upside with Odell is just we know how talented he is. And the thing is, is everyone's been saying every week, oh, this will probably be Odell's breakout game. I I yeah. I completely understand that like the safer play is to just not touch Odell, and I'm 100% cool with that because I don't like being super risky with the stack at least because 
uh, we got burned by it last week. We stacked Fitzpatrick and Parker, and Parker went out. Yeah. And Odell's already hurt coming into the game. So uh, I just, I, I agree. I kind of don't want to touch that after thinking about it a little more. Yeah. It, and it's people continually, after people have big games, they continually drop ownership percentage for that next week because they just assume they won't do it again. And they assume it's going to go somewhere else. Somebody's going to target key at them. Jarvis has been doing this for weeks on and weeks on. It's been like eight weeks in a row that he's been great. And yeah. I don't think it stops against a secondary that's worthless, honestly. I mean, and realistically, they, they, corner, right? huh? they just cut a corner before yeah. the last game, right? Yes. Right. So they haven't drafted well in that secondary in a long time. And it shows. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like the Dolphins game where both could have great games. Odell had a pretty good game, semi-breakout, and Landry had a better game. And I just think I'd rather take the safer play there. Yeah, uh, Moving sure. down slightly, I think Matt Ryan's kind of a smash play here with yep. Odell, who could... Uh, not Odell. <laughs> Julio, who's <laughs> been consistent getting eight targets no matter who's in his in his second uh in his wideout core with him. Uh once the new left it's it hasn't dipped below eight targets. And I don't think there's a way with Ridley out that it dips below eleven targets. And if I'm getting Julio at his kind of lowest price of the season at an increased target share against the defense who is out everyone. They're out two starting corners including Sherman. And I'm just not really scared of them right now. Their pass rush can still get to them, but they're out guys there too. I just don't think they're scary this week. They got burned last week, obviously, by a great team and a great quarterback. But Michael Thomas dominated, and I'm not going to sit here and say if Michael Thomas did it, Julio was not that caliber. Right. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you there. I also think that while Matt Ryan obviously isn't Drew Brees, Matt Ryan is a very, very competent quarterback. Like the dude won an MVP a few years ago. He's, I talked about it on Thursday's episode. He's been getting better each week um, since he uh, returned from that injury where Matt Schaub had to take over. Um, and since he's kind of had his weapons back, I'm interested to see how he looks without Ridley also out there. But like you said, the San Francisco secondary looks like it's going to be pretty beat up this week. Um, and in that case, like, I, I agree that Matt Ryan and Julio Jones is the smash play here. Yeah. Obviously, I think Hooper's a good target there as well. Uh, he didn't have a great game last week, but he was definitely involved. He, I mean, six targets. He only had two catches, but still. He's definitely needs touchdowns, maybe, as he's still coming back to full health to be really relevant. And the 49ers are a tough matchup against tight ends, but. Again, they're hurt, but like I said, I'd much rather play Julio there. So I think for me, it's Tannehill with Brown, Baker with Jarvis, or Matt Ryan with Julio. Yeah, and out of those, I mean, I think I'd... <clears throat> the the fan in me wants to go Baker and Jarvis, but the uh, the fickle guy that doesn't want to spend his money and, and lose his money... Um, Good thing I'm paying for it. Well, exactly, but <laughs> um, I want to go Ryan and Julio, so let's just All plug right, that let's in. Let's do it. And then you know me, dude. Uh, we're jumping to defense. Let's do it. Okay. You do that while <laughs> I set this light up. <laughs> 
Sounds good. Um, so there are a few defenses that I actually really like this week. Um, and they're pretty much punts. So the Broncos defense at 2,000. Randy, I don't know how you feel about any of these defenses. We haven't really talked about um, it. Broncos defense, Broncos. they get to the quarterback. They have a good secondary. I know they're going against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, but, I mean, the Broncos defense, to me, is it's obviously not the Patriots, but it's similar to the Patriots, and the the Patriots were pretty limited in what they could do last week. And in that way i mean it's built similarly it's not the caliber but see i you know man i i think i would rather play the kansas city defense in that aspect of that game i'm not real happy about trying to play a broncos defense and just hope that mahomes doesn't throw for 350 and a couple touchdowns that's fair the only thing is is the pricing difference like you can get the broncos at 2000 at a a basic punt for a reason. Um, right. But I mean, to hit value, that's what five, five points. You don't think that the Broncos can get five points coming off uh, in the last four weeks, 15, eight, four, nine against two Minnesota, Buffalo, the chargers and the Texans. Yeah. So teams that, perennially score around 17 or 20 and they dominated the Texans last week early so that's kind of a little bit of a wash and obviously there's a ton of garbage time there I'm not gonna say that but I, I, I agree that it I I understand the theory it's just so hard to bet that when dude I, I just don't know in the same aspect it's like like Cardinals are okay one in case they somehow get to Baker, but their pass rush is really weak. Uh, I think the Lions are a good matchup this week, just because it's Jameis. Jameis can still be QB one this week and still allow the Lions to be a top five defense. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a defense I'm playing in multiple places this week. So I agree with you there. Um, other than that. I'm not super happy about a lot of teams this week. I definitely am a fan of the Eagles this week. I'm playing them in two playoff matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're definitely tough against the run, and Haskins is going to have to throw the ball 30-plus times. And, I mean, so far, that's shown that it can get points for your defense. So, yeah. And, uh, and yeah. obviously, the... Patriots defense is <laughs> gonna be good against Cincinnati, but Dalton's been looking good. Yeah. I I agree with that. I'm a big Andy Dalton guy. Um it out of the ones that we just talked about, I would go with the Lions or the Eagles. And I personally have the Eagles in more lineups this week. Um I, I wanna exploit that Redskins matchup. I've been doing it with my season-long week-to-week. I've been trying to stream defenses against Dwayne Haskins, which sucks. Like, being from Ohio, you want him to succeed. but And he's getting better. Yeah, but, but their their line isn't great. They just lost their arguably best running back. They haven't really developed a second target from Terry McLaurin. So, I mean, yeah. it's not like the Eagles have to cover much. True. 
Very true. So do you want to put the Eagles on the lineup then? I say we put the Eagles on the lineup, and if we need money down the line, move to the Lions. Sounds good to me. Okay. Well, you go to the next spot. I put that <laughs> yeah, so uh, I like to knock out the two cheaper uh, options, the defense and the tight end. There are a lot of cheap tight end plays this week. Um, Ian Thomas is the one big one. That's Sean's start of the week. We have to correct that because we uh, thought Greg Olson would be on the field this weekend. So Sean is claiming that Ian Thomas is going to be be big time this week. He only needs nine and a half points to hit uh, two and a half times value, which is what you look for, but he's very highly owned. So that's someone I would kind of pivot from. Um, I agree, but with defense and tight ends, you don't necessarily have to get super cute with ownership percentages. Uh, because they're such cheap options, at least in the cheap way, I mean. I right. Mean, I, you were right about Ian Thomas in the, to an extent last week, but I think I would rather play Higby, personally. 100% agree, yeah. It, yeah, so Higby's valued at 3900 Um, He's owned a lot less, and... Still, still uh, high for a tight end, but it's because he's cheap. Yes. It, Gerald Everett's out again, and that's official. Higby has gotten work in the last, what, three weeks now? Yeah. Two weeks. Two weeks. So he got some work against Baltimore, but obviously that was a route. Um, so there wasn't much work to be had. And then. There's a lot of work done. That's for sure. <laughs> and then the last two weeks, he has over 20 fantasy points, and he's still only 3,900 this week. I almost feel like. It's a lock. You have to play Higby this week. Yeah, I'll bring it up now. I was going to wait till running backs. Uh, my my uh, show name today is Girly with a Heart. Uh, <laughs> and it's just, they seem to have adapted their play style somewhat back to what they hearkened to last year. And that is run, 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 and more run. Feed Gurley the ball. And... Before Everett got hurt, Hickby started to increase his snap share because he's a much better blocker, in my eyes. They're coming out in heavy mm-hmm. personnel. Cooper Cup's snap percentages last week was because he is not a great blocker. And for his skill set, they need him healthy, for sure. And if that means not putting him out on every blocking down, why not do that? Just because if he comes out and you know it's a passing play, that doesn't matter. Cooper Cup can get open. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that doesn't affect anything. And it's there's been rumblings coming out of there that he just isn't as good a blocker as Reynolds or Woods. And that's fine. I mean, not everyone's a great blocker. <laughs> doesn't mean he's not a good wide receiver. Yeah. Not everyone but, Julio Jones out there just trying to break next. <laughs> right. So so let me ask you this question though. I see a lot of people in the fantasy community. Uh we're we're pretty active in the fantasy community on Twitter. Uh, but I've seen it all over the place. They think that Cup is gonna have a, a return to form this week. Do you think Cup stays off the field enough to where I, I know you're talking putting Gurley and now we're talking about maybe putting Gurley and Higby in this lineup? And if Cup has a big day, I think we're we're fucked. So why is that? Because I don't think all three of those guys could be. I guess let me rephrase. I don't think Cup and Higby are gonna have big fantasy days. I mean, but see, like Higby, 
We need twelve, oh, just over, eleven. Yeah, more. just over eleven. Yeah. Which, I mean, he's had over twenty the last two weeks. So I, even I, if he dips, like he's probably not going to dip that much, right? No, he won't dip that much. See, I, I'm going to bank off of numbers here, and also numbers are telling you what you just said. Fantasy Twitter's all over Cup this week. That means ownership's up. That means expectations up, and maybe they do force it to cup. But have they ever done that? Not particularly. I mean, I he's mean, he's dominated. Don't get me wrong, but they've never gone into a week and been like, "Okay, it's cup." I agree, and they have so many weapons that that's why they don't have to do that. Yeah, and I don't think Sean McVay is the one is a guy to overcorrect his mistake, which no. It, it wasn't a mistake. They beat the Seahawks. like, And that, I think, is important to remember that they beat what I feel is the best team in the NFC. I feel like the Seahawks, they have a shit defense. I don't care. I, I still think that they are they have a middle-of-the-road defense, not yeah. shit. Let me take it back. But I still think they're the best team in the NFC, and the Rams went in there, and they just absolutely dominated the game with Cup on the bench. Like, I think you might see that again this week, which is why, like, I think I would put both Gurley and Higby in this lineup and be fine with it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Obviously, I think we've talked ourselves into locking Higby in. But like I said, why talk about the reasons we want Higby and not bring up the reasons we, I personally want Gurley? Because it's yeah, the same okay. thing. They're in the game together. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Uh, let's talk about a couple more tight ends. Just uh, These are obviously the cheaper option guys. We if you can find a cheap option at tight end that you think is going to be super productive, then you can probably go for it. But if you want to spend up and get a Travis Kelsey, a George Kittle, a Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz especially this week, um, then even, I would even go for Goddard. it. Yeah, 100%. I, I agree with that. And to an extent, even Darren Waller, uh, he's a little on, on the cheaper end compared to the, the those first three. But... I mean, those guys are all good plays. Kittle's pretty highly owned. Ertz is actually his ownership's going to keep going up. Yeah, uh, it's it's just because they weren't sure who's playing necessarily, and I, I don't know, man. His his ownership's going to go up, but even the weeks where Alshon was just simply out for basic injury, his ownership didn't spike that much until the second big week in a row. Yes. But coming off the two touchdown performance, I think that it's going to go but remember, up a little more. Remember what I said: good performance, people pivot. True, but with a guy with Zach Ertz's name, do you think that changes this week? I personally think his ownership goes up, just because as you get going, if you can find the money, why not? <laughs> That's kind of yeah. the thing here. Yeah, and and that's something that maybe we could look at because I do like Ertz. It's him, Goddard, and freaking Greg Ward, who we'll talk about later, I'm sure. Uh, although it's not looking like we might need to put Greg Ward in this lineup, but doesn't mean we really, won't. <laughs> it doesn't mean we won't. Um, th- there's only a few targets. Uh, that's that, that actually brings up another point. How do you feel about Boston Scott this week? I don't even know what he's valued at. I haven't even looked at it. I don't love it. People overhyped him because they just assumed Sanders wasn't going to play, but he even came back last week. It's not, like, it's not like he's hurt. Hurt. 
<laughs> I, I agree, but because of the limited targets, like I feel like Sanders and Scott could be on the field at times. Do you That's not think possible, so? possible, but in that aspect, are you assuming they go to Scott more than Sanders? I think they go to both of them, a la uh, Lindsey Royce Freeman. But they're usually not on the field together. Maybe not together, but they're both usually somewhat productive. I mean, <laughs> I, I, maybe I, I have a little early season bias there. Yeah, because they were definitely. at the beginning. Of the year. I, I do, I do agree that there's a chance that he gets enough workload at his price point to be valuable. But like you said, that's if you need the money. And at that point, if you're playing Ward and Scott and like every yeah, Ronald Jones, at that point, just play McCaffrey, play Dalvin Cook, and just get it over with. Play Michael Thomas. I mean, why? Why are we making yeah. I don't you don't have to argue with me if you can get the top five players in fantasy in your lineup and get just enough value that it pays off for the other guy. Yeah. I think the moral of the story here is that the Eagles have a bunch of shitty options. <laughs> uh so roll with Zachard if you can find the money. <laughs> yeah. Um so we we locked in Tyler Higby. We do have an, another couple guys listed here. Hunter Henry, David Njoku, Mike Gasicki. Hunter Henry is obviously the safer of those three. I like Mike Gesicki this week. Um, I, I'll i always say that I think that he's a good play. He had two weeks in a row, then he sucked when I made him my start of the week. He's not my start of the week this week, so he should be good again. Classic. David Njoku is probably the riskiest tight end play this week. Yeah, but surprise. I mean, I know it's not like he had a good game last week. I mean, he gave the other team a ball, uh, but... He was down, but yeah. <laughs> he was, but it's whatever. Either yeah. way, they still won. It's fine. Either yeah. way, it's the Cardinals. It's it's hard to see people not just smash it. People smash the the tight end against the Cardinals the week after Higby because they assumed Higby was just a, a luck because it was the Cardinals. Well, Higby's yeah. a good tight end, and I said that. When you brought up starting Everett earlier in the year, I was like, they have two pretty good tight ends. I don't know if I want to pick one. And obviously, yeah. Everett did go off for a couple weeks, so I was wrong at that point. But that's what I'm saying. Higby did well because Higby is a decent tight end. Yeah. And, the but concern I, I would I, have. I don't like Njoku's hands, so I personally wouldn't play him, but he's got low ownership. I'm going to throw something uh, out of left field here. I think the tight end to play in Cleveland this week is actually Ricky Seals Jones. Uh, it's a it's a revenge game too, um, <laughs> which no one really thinks of that. But Ricky Seals Jones did get a nice long catch last week, uh, and that was after Njoku, whatever that was, he fell to his back and and gave up the yeah. ball. But I I I don't want to play Njoku this week. We have him on yeah. our list. Kind of it, wanted to talk about. Him. And Joku did get targeted in the red zone a couple times too. So, like I said, he's a good play, but you have to understand the risk with him. He he's just coming back. His hands have been off all year and last yeah. year. In all honesty, and Freddie Kitchens' red zone offense is one of the worst I've ever seen. Trash, trash. <laughs> all right, so let's put Higby into the lineup now that we've talked about for ten minutes. Guys. Yeah, way too long on tight ends. Um, so let's move to the running back spot. We have 59.60 average remaining per player. Um, 
So that that's about where we normally sit. Yeah, we're flexible. Uh, we yeah, and we also have Julio in our lineup this time. Normally our stack is a little bit cheaper. Um, there are a ton of guys I like at running back this week. I, I think I have 20 here listed. I think the question is, well, the first question is, A, is Josh Jacobs playing? Because if Josh Jacobs is playing and they actually think he's fully healthy, Josh Jacobs is a pretty good play. I think even in that aspect, DeAndre Washington is a decent play, but maybe not with Jacobs as much. Maybe Richard's a better play there. but. If Jacobs is fully out or they give him a snap count, DeAndre Washington's kind of a smash at his price. He only needs just under 12 points to hit value. I mean, I'm happy with that, especially after last week. He didn't look dominant, but with that Raider line, you don't need to be dominant to be a decent play. Uh, I agree. But but besides that point, uh, we have to choose from these top five running backs that you have here we don't have christian mccaffrey because you know we just i'm sick of spending money on christian mccaffrey man listen he's worth it we don't have the money (laughs) we don't have the money (laughs) fair um so the guys that we do have listed dalvin cook at 8900 nick chubb at 7900 that is a huge drop uh saquon barkley at 77 Leonard Fournette at 76, and Chris Carson at 75, but the highest-owned running back on the week with good reason. Yes, uh, it, It's hard to eat that chalk, though, in, in my opinion. He's, because a lock, he's a lock for cash lineups. 100%. If he flops there and you chose someone else, uh, you're in a good spot. I, I think that he is going to have one of the higher ownerships of the entire season with the matchup and just what running backs have been able to do against that team against the Panthers. So I, I am very happy that I have Chris Carson in a playoff matchup this week, but I am avoiding him in non cash games. I think maybe one tournament play, I'll put him in if I have extra cash, maybe, but like, it's just, it's hard with this much chalk. This is as much as McCaffrey usually has. And yep. I mean, he has more than McCaffrey, man. <laughs> like, by a lot. Um, I think people are starting to feel like, like I do, um, and that they don't want to spend up on McCaffrey because he really has. I mean, his value has has come down a little bit. He's valued at ten thousand this week. He was ten five last week, uh, and he didn't hit it. And then he didn't hit his value again. So let's talk about the guys on the list. Uh, Dalvin Cook, it's always a good play. He's got a really good matchup against the Chargers, who have actually been pretty bad against running backs. Um, I don't necessarily know that we have enough money to spend up and get him unless we go someone super, super cheap at wide receiver. (laughs) Listen, man, can you give me a reason besides the money to not play Dalvin Cook? Because that's kind of what I want to know here. (laughs) Because Madison's hurt. Cook's not, and Thielen's most likely back, so that kind of muddies the water between Thielen and Rudolph. I don't think I would play either one, even maybe in season long. Uh, Diggs has the hardest matchup. He could beat that matchup. Like I think I'm playing him in Dynasty, but beside the point, I think 
think they're just going to feed Cook here. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, <laughs> I'm not necessarily so saying we, we probably don't have, we could probably save $1,000 and be much helpful to us. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, or we could just pick up the scraps at our last wide receiver position and our flex. I mean, I know you really want to play Gurley. Uh, obviously, uh, Mr. Gurley Hart. <laughs> I do. I do want to say uh, Sanders is an okay pivot there. I don't trust Lindsay this week. I don't think he's been necessarily great. And the last time they played the Chiefs, it was definitely more Royce Freeman Day. I understand the snap percentages were different then. But in passing downs, in third downs, it's Freeman out there. Mm-hmm. And if they're down... It's going to be Freeman, I think. So I think Freeman's an okay cheat play. Uh, Mostert. My boy. I don't know what to do there, man. Even in season long, I picked him up in the one league, even though I didn't need him. <laughs> just because I, well, I needed a running back, but I wasn't in the playoffs in that one. Oh, I, just, I was. I just didn't want the championship game to have him. Sean would have ended up with him somehow, and you would have been mad that I didn't get him. So I don't want to hear it. Uh, yeah, I, I respect <laughs> it. <laughs> so and also, just really quick on Mostert, Shanahan came out and said that he is the lead back. Yeah, he has earned the lead role, but and it, he needs thirteen points. So that means with an just a decent game, he needs a touchdown. Can you guarantee that? That's kind of what it comes down to. There is even last. The last two weeks, he's been really good. He didn't have that many carries. He didn't have that many no. receptions. No, he didn't. He just had monster plays. Um, and I don't know that you can rely on that, but I do like Shanahan coming out and saying this is our guy because as as much coach talk goes around, I feel like Shanahan's one of the more honest coaches in yeah. the NFL. And uh, if he says he's the lead guy, then I fully expect Tevin Coleman to be on the pine the entire game. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> and Breida's I mean, going to be out there. Breida has to be out there. He's just such an explosive guy. He's going to rotate yeah. in. Jesus. I I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I have something on TV. Uh, I'm just going to say, I want Gurley. I understand if he's got higher ownership than anyone in this little group here. I understand if you want to pivot. I'm playing him elsewhere. We have Higby. I get the lineup reasoning why you want to move. So why don't we pick one of these top guys and then see what we have? So let me just talk on Saquon really quick, too. Um, he needs to hit 19.25 to hit value. He's only done that three times all season. I don't want to play Saquon as much as the matchup is really good. I could see Wayne Gallman fucking taking a touchdown away from him or something, and that being the reason he doesn't hit value, and that would really piss a lot of people off. Uh, Fournette, I like. He's got a pretty good matchup. Um, but the Raiders, if they're any good at anything, it's stopping running backs. So, yeah. but thirty carries a game. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's gonna yeah, get he, yards. He is. Um, but out of those guys, I, I really think Dalvin Cook is the way to go, man. Yeah, personally for me, I think it's Cook or Chubb. I think there's no ifs, ands, or buts about this group. It's Cook or Chubb. Yep, and and Cook's I the want, one that doesn't have competition in the backfield right now. Yeah, I, I want to go with Cook. Yeah, I think Madison most likely will play. I don't think he's officially ruled out. I'm just saying, 
they're going to be a playoff team. They're not rushing anyone back from injury, guys. <laughs> they're just not. It'd be dumb. All right, well, from yeah. this, do we want to go middle group, low group? What do you want to do here? Yo, I'm going to be honest. We have tried this uh, pick a top guy and then pick kind of a middle or low guy at running back. Yeah. Um, I know we have Gurley listed as a middle guy. Um, and he, He's a very low top guy, basically. Essentially. So he's he's at 6,000. I want to put Dalvin Cook, Todd Gurley, and Julio Jones all in this lineup and figure it out from there. What do you think? Yay! <laughs> Randy wins out in the end. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so that would still leave us about five thousand per player. How do we which have isn't... more money this week <laughs> with the names? We have Matt Ryan, Talvin Cook, Todd Gurley, Julio Jones, and the right. defense and facing the Washington the Redskins. Redskins. And yeah, we bro, have more I money. Uh, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. Let's knock out these other two receivers so we can look at our flex. Um, because there are some guys that we can we can go to. Here's one guy that's sitting around our price point right now. His name is Darius Slayton. He's my wide receiver start of the week. He only needs to get just less than 12 points. And I think that's a lock. What do you think of Darius Slayton? I know you're not as high on him as I am. I he, I've come around on Slayton, like as a receiver, especially going forward. He's just proven himself, and it, it's mainly because remember when Barkley was coming back and Tate was coming back and Ingram was coming back from the injury. I was worried who was getting the targets, who was going to move to the outside and be that guy, and Slayton was that guy. Mm-hmm. And look how valuable it is to not be trying to soak up everyone's targets in the middle. <laughs> you're the one guy that's not sitting in the middle of the field, and you're super valuable. So I don't hate it. <laughs> I mean, do, do you know off the top of your head how he did last week? Yeah, I sure do. So he scored 35.4 fantasy points. He had five receptions for 154 yards with two touchdowns. The two touchdowns obviously probably won't happen again. I will acknowledge that. But he's done that before. Uh, it's kind of the same ranked defense, and, I guess. And they're going against the Dolphins. So, I mean, this is a play. It doesn't matter if Jones plays. It doesn't matter if Eli plays. I actually don't know the update on Daniel Jones. Um, but he has shown that he can do it with the quarterback because either quarterback is willing to throw downfield to him. How much does he need? So. Uh, I hate it because his floor probably is about 10 points. Yes. And he needs just above that to hit yes. value. But we have so many but big he's, names. He's, that... the, he's the lowest ownership there, too. Which I think that's going to You want to put Slayton Let's do in? It. Let's go. It's cheaper. If we have to pivot, we have to pivot. But I don't hate it. I love it. So here's what I want to do. <laughs> uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. So there are a lot of like cheap wide receiver options that could flop, but that's you have to go with some risk here in in tournaments. Um, so in in that sense, we have fifty one hundred per player remaining. There aren't a lot of guys sitting around that price point at wide receiver or running back really that I love. So I want to spend up on another guy. Yeah, semi close that price point. I think McLaurin and Kirk and Kirk can be pretty good plays this week. They're just kind of risky. Um, uh, I think I trust Gallup Sutton to an extent and A.J. Brown a little bit higher 
mm-hmm. but I know you're kind of looking lower. Yeah. Um. So if we were to spend up, per se. Per se. <laughs> so we've got Amari at only 6,500 this week. And he's coming off of back-to-back 16-plus point games. Um, so he's valued at 6,500. He got bailed out last week. He did. And he's going against the tough Rams defense. They're ranked 12th. Um, right below him, though, is Devontae Parker, who was full contact in practice. He looks like he'll be playing. I know we got burned by him last week, but it's a concussion. It's Unless he's Sterling Shepherds, he's not going to like pull his hamstring like Adam Thielen. So he seems like a safer play, especially at only 6,400. Parker's been awesome for a long time up until he got hurt last week. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so sad, dude. <laughs> it's because it's we got burned, man. I I know. And the other thing is if we spend that far up, I know it's not much more than what I just said. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Leaves us with not a lot. I mean, it leaves us with 38 for a flex. Which is pretty gross, but you've got... Which is pretty bad. <laughs> let's talk about we did- Justin Watson, though. So that he's 3,700, and he had set almost 17 fantasy points last week when Mike Evans went down. And we love Jameis this week, and Jameis, we talked about it before. I know, I think you and Sean both said, Perriman over him, but I, maybe I you didn't. Sean definitely likes Perriman instead of Watson. However, I hope Josh Dieter doesn't listen to this because I'm playing him in Dynasty and he has Justin Watson on his uh, taxi squad, but I think Justin Watson's a really good play at 3,700 this week. I don't hate it. <laughs> it's the problem. <laughs> so, at these cheaper things here, I you put in one and I put in two other ones. You put in Watson. I put in Nikhil Harry, who had a touchdown his first week. Should have had a touchdown last week. We won't get into that. <laughs> uh, and if he gets a touchdown, he hits value no matter what. Uh, and then even cheaper than that is Greg Ward, who had, I believe, 12 targets last week. And 11 of those were after Alshon went down. <laughs> and. If it wasn't for penalties, he would have been one of the top scorers on the week. Yep. So I don't necessarily hate it. At three thousand, he only needs just above seven points. And so he if hit- he gets three. If he generally, if he gets three catches, he pretty much hits value. Can I tell you a secret? I don't. I don't know if I like this. <laughs> so uh, if we put Greg Ward into our lineup, that leaves us with Kenny Galladay. Instead of Devontae Parker or whoever the hell we just had in there that I took out, it was Devontae Parker. Um, <laughs> I like it. See, okay, so we're basically choosing between Watson and keeping Parker, or we choose between Ward and Gallaudet. And. Oh, my pick there is Ward and Galladay. You know how much I love Galladay. We talked about it Thursday. He's the only guy there. Uh, he's a Sean start of the week, <laughs> which I have to laugh at because he's a top yeah. 10 wide receiver. 
sorry, Sean, if you listen to this. Um, but, I mean, he's going up against the Bucks, man. You're allowed to laugh at it. He always starts to bring it up whenever you pick at it. True. <laughs> you two both, you two always do this. Yes, Start I- of the week, Keenan Allen. <laughs> Thanks. Start of the week, Devontae Adams. Oh, great job. Listen, You're doing great work. You're doing the Lord's work, really. Hey, I haven't done it in a, a long time because you guys made fun of me, so we need to make fun yeah, of Sean long enough. Deservedly so. Yes, I agree. So, I mean, let me just read this lineup out loud for you if we plug in Ward and Galladay. Matt Ryan, Dalvin Cook, Todd Gurley, Kenny Galladay, Julio Jones, Darius Slayton, Tyler Higby, Greg Ward, and the Eagles. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. We can't lose. Yeah. We can lose. That has been proven this year. <laughs> Accurate. Sadly. Oh, it's it's bad because I usually do so much better in one aspect than the other. And it's usually season long I do so much better. But last year, I won every league I was in. And I won over $100 on DraftKings, only doing $1 to $5 bets. So Yeah, man. <laughs> that's, yeah, and... <laughs> And I've been getting railroaded this year. Yeah, it's been rough. But, like, if you think of, like, even if you take the names off of those guys and you just look at their production, like, I think this, if we went with Galladay and Ward, I think this is our best lineup to date. Just with our running back tandem, our, I mean, our wide receiver tandem, plus Slayton. Um... I don't know, man. What do you think? I like it. And that's what scared me. <laughs> because this year, i I just been wrong at certain aspects, and it's really annoying. Well, what don't you like? Uh, and that way we can get it right. So here's the thing. I don't necessarily love targeting people because other people around them got hurt. And in that aspect, we have two guys. <laughs> Three guys, technically, with Ward. Uh, so that's somewhat scary to me. But that's okay. I mean, that happens. But you're uh, also putting Julio in that aspect, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Julio Jones is still Julio Jones, man. Yeah, I agree. Okay. <laughs> I mean... I, I'm just saying, I, you asked why I felt a little off about it, man. I, I know. just let you know, man. So, so what could we do to fix this lineup in your eyes? I don't think we could change much. They, like, I mean, we could get a little bit cheaper running back than Cook, maybe Chubb. We could get a little bit cheaper running back than Gurley, but we love, we love Gurley and Cook. Why? I don't know why we'd necessarily need to pivot. Matt Ryan's one of the cheaper options, and we could go a little bit cheaper than Galladay, but even then, we're only slightly increasing. Like the only way we can pivot from like Galladay and Ward is if we also pivot from the Eagles defense back down the Lions to save some money. And at that point, we're reaching for about 4,800 or so, I assume. Mm-hmm. And are, do you feel better about somebody at 4,800 necessarily than what we have? Because I don't necessarily do. I mean, we're talking like Mike Williams, we're talking like, I mean, DeAndre Washington would be nice, but we can't guarantee. He's even going to get that many carries. Ronald Jones might be okay, but we can't guarantee he lays a hand on a block and he's in the game. So I'm not touching that. Yeah. Uh, we could go like cheaper guys for flex, like uh, running backs like Laird, 
Royce Freeman and Chris Thompson, who I think could get a lot of passing attempts this week and maybe help just because of the game scripts that have come out there. Laird was actually in for 80% of the snaps last week and all the red zone snaps. So I do think he's a nice play. I'm playing him elsewhere. As am I. But I think this lineup for the guys that we wanted might be perfect. Honestly, the the guys that we wanted going into this, we got. So I can't really be mad. And I I think the riskiest thing is Greg Ward and maybe Darius Slayton. Yeah, but, exactly. So here's I, here, here's my thing with with Slayton though. You said his floor is probably ten points, and that's only two yeah. points off. We're gonna make that up elsewhere. That's almost a guarantee. It's just have we hit on the other big name guys? And I think I I think it's a long shot that we didn't. Like I think we have more probability to walk away with money this time. Yeah, I I don't think there's a way that. Galladay and Julio don't get 10 plus targets each and it's hard to avoid that. It just is. I mean I, yeah. I'm playing Julio I, this week in at least one lineup. This is the cheapest you're ever going to get Julio and I'm not going away from it. I did it the same time. I did it the same thing in my personal ones with Michael Thomas went under 7k for some dumb reason and <laughs> I played it and I won money. I, I think it's the same smash situation. I have to agree. So let me just read this lineup one more time since we've talked about it for a significant amount of time. Here. <laughs> um, Matt Ryan, Dalvin Cook, Todd Gurley, Kenny Galladay, Julio Jones, Darius Slayton, Tyler Higby, Greg Ward, and the Eagles defense against Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> the Greg, Greg Ward always gives me chills. Yep. Yeah, but, for sure. But he's I, I'm the one that brought him up, so yeah, it's not you, like... <laughs> you definitely added him to the doc too. Um, 100% did. Uh, all right. Well, if if you're cool with that, let's do it. I I'm cool with it. Beautiful. Um all right, Randy, let's get the hell out of here. Ooh, We've talked a long first time. Voice crack yeah. the episode. I love it. Hey, man. You once it gets to about 11:30 p.m., <laughs> I'm cracking. Oh, your voices are tuckered out from your big day. Good for you. Yep. (laughs) All right, Randy, do you have anything to add before we get out of here other than making fun of me? (laughs) No, let's let's win some money. I'm going to be drinking heavily in the Kalahari hot tub watching these games on Sunday, so let's uh, let's get get rowdy. Nice, dude. I'm I'm jealous of that. I'm going to need it if Greg Ward doesn't catch a ball. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's almost a lock that he catches one ball. (laughs) <laughs> the highest of standards around here. Hey, one for 70 and a touchdown. I'm fine with that. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need anything else than that. Exactly. One ball. All right. Let's get out of here. I hope you guys go win some money this week. Uh, make sure you follow us at the Cut FFL on all of our socials. Make sure you subscribe. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, go leave us a review. We need some more to read. Uh, and it definitely helps us out on on Apple for sure. Uh, it helps us move up the ranks a little bit. And, and that's what we, we want to do. We want to continue growing this podcast. So uh, we're able to produce a lot of content for you guys and help you in your, your yeah. fantasy leagues. Yeah. We've, we've had a couple opportunities to help other people out through this podcast already, which is kind of ridiculous to me. I love doing that. That was part of the major reason I joined the fraternity with you yep. to do that. And I would love to continue to do that. <laughs> 
Yeah, and and I think we'll have another uh, situation like that uh, that maybe we'll talk about on Monday's episode. Um, before we get out of here, too, uh, we're not sure of our recording schedule next week. So if you've listened all the way through this one, uh, thank you very much. Monday, we might be doing a long episode. Uh, we might split it up into two segments and release them on separate days. I'm not quite sure, uh, but we will get it hammered out and we will announce it for sure Monday when we release. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have anything else to add, Randy, uh, let's get out of here. Uh, I am Christian Williams. I just said Randy's name, but that, that is Randy Hall right there. Uh, we'll hopefully be hearing from you guys that you want a bunch of freaking money. Let's do it. Peace.